This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Blue Wire. You're listening to the Raider Cody Podcast, the official podcast of RaidersBeat.com. When you have great coaches, then after you have great coaches, you get great players, you have a great organization, and you tell them one thing. Just win, baby. You're going to get everything I got. Everything I got. Give me everything you got. Do it for the man next to you. Let's go. Let's go, Raiders on three. One, two, three. Let's go get this. We talk about rebuilding, rebuilding. How do you rebuild? I don't think that Gruden came in to rebuild. I think he came to set his roster on fire. What's going on, Raider Nation? Coming to you guys after this big win, a win that broke our streak finally, our losing streak. Didn't happen, I think, the game we wanted to. I think we all hoped that they played like this against Jacksonville and Oakland, but they didn't, and this crazy freaking team somehow kept our playoff hopes alive. You know, just last week, it's like our season was over, and this week, here we are again, ready for Sunday, ready to keep track of the, whatever, the four or five games that we have to keep track of to get into the playoffs. Um, it's just absolutely wild. I could not wait to talk about this game. Um, I actually apologize because I'm coming to you on Monday night instead of game day night. I uh, came down with, I guess, the flu. Uh, I picked it up from my son, took my son to the jo- doctor. Apparently, uh, he's got the flu. So I- I'm rolling with the flu now. It's like the MJ flu game. This is the RC flu game here, the RC flu podcast, I guess. Uh, we're coming in here anyways, had to bust this thing out. I could not miss this. So I guess this episode will be sponsored by, uh, Dayquil, uh, Pedialyte and Advil. That's, I guess that, that's how, that, that's who's bringing you this episode right now. Uh, so yeah, you know, we had a lot of stuff going on this week. We had a lot of stuff happen leading up, leading up to this win. And we've already had some stuff happen the day after the win. So I'm going to quit messing around here. Uh, I'm going to quit talking about my sickness and, uh, let's, uh, let's get into this week. The Pro Bowlers were announced last week. Uh, Trent Brown and Rodney Hudson were the immediate, uh, I guess, guys that got voted into it. And about time. Freaking Rodney Hudson, man. He's uh, been kind of snubbed here the last couple years. Of course, there's a couple, you know, other great centers out there that could compete with him, I guess. But Rodney Hudson has been a freaking rock to our offensive line for a long time. Has clearly been the best in the league. So very deserving of Rodney to get in there. Um, And shout out to Trent Brown, who battled through, through a lot of injuries. And held down that right side, that right tackle position, played it well, and you can obviously see how big of an impact he was now these last couple of games missing him, or any time we were missing him, even if it was uh, a game ra- randomly in the middle of the season, or even just a uh, a series in the middle of the season. Trent Brown was a huge signing for us, obviously. Um, Mike Mayock and John Gruden did really good on that, bringing him in here, making him a priority, because uh, he was pretty much the missing piece to the puzzle. Colton Miller on the other side has been doing great. So, uh, yeah, shout out to those guys, as well as now we have some alternates. 
Josh Jacobs, who I think clearly is a snub. Now, I get it. He has some stiff competition there in the AFC. I think he should, you know, the one player that he should have been able, I think, to beat out was Mark Ingram. But given the team that he's playing for right now, pretty much a Super Bowl contending team, kind of got the hot streak going. He's kind of got, I guess, the favorable matchup one-on-one there. Uh, But that's okay. We still have Darren Waller, also an alternate. Alec Ingold, shout out to Alec Ingold and Richie Incognito as well. That's quite the list, man. Um, You know, you're looking at a guy like Josh Jacobs, who everybody thought was too high of a pick. Nobody thought he was worth worth a first-round pick. I was kind of one of them. Uh, Going into the draft, I didn't think that any running back was really worth a first-round pick this year. Uh, Prove me wrong. Josh Jacobs, now in the Pro Bowl. Darren Waller, uh, a guy that's a recovering addict, a guy that flipped his life around to play football for the Raiders. He's an alternate to the Pro Bowl. Alec Ingold, an undrafted free agent. Of course, fullbacks aren't valued that much in the draft anyways, uh, but an undrafted guy being a Pro Bowl alternate the, the first year or his first year in the NFL is pretty nuts. And Richie Incognito, pretty much an outcast, a guy that was shined away from the NFL. Nobody wanted to take on his baggage. A very questionable signing in the offseason. Came in, stepped up, held down that left guard position great. Arguably one of the best offensive line players that we have, along with you know the other two that made the Pro Bowl. Three out of our five offensive linemen made the Pro Bowl. Gabe Jackson coming off a knee injury and Colton Miller still developing but making huge strides uh, year to year already. So uh, yeah, things are bright definitely for our offensive line. Uh, and shout out to Jacobs, Waller, and Ingold as well. On Wednesday, the Raiders moved right tackle Trent Brown to injured reserve. So just after his Pro Bowl selection pretty much, uh, they moved him to IR. He's dealing with that pec injury. Obviously, uh, significant enough to put him on IR and rest him for the next season. You know, it's not like we got him locked up here um, only for a year or two. He's a long-term answer right there at right tackle. Let's get him healthy. Uh, let's not make this, you know, injury any more significant. So Trent Brown to IR. But another IR move as well, Markel Lee was moved there after just coming off of it. We just we just elevated him from injured reserve to the active roster. Um, and moving him to IR, we, we pulled up... Uh, I'm not really sure what he was really playing. Lester Cotton, I think, was maybe holding down the left guard position in preseason. Another undrafted free agent, I believe, out of Alabama. Uh, Big guy. That's Josh Jacobs' buddy. Uh, You might see them uh, chest bumping on the sideline a little bit more often now, uh, depending on if he's active or not. But guard Lester Cotton now on the active roster. Mark Lee and also, like I said, Trent Brown to IR. And some more news that came out. Um, I'm going to talk about the the pregame injuries in just a second. but. Uh, Carl Joseph was now, I guess, announced to be dealing with plantar fasciitis. Just a small case, kind of like what uh, Tyrell Williams was dealing with, or still dealing with. So Carl Joseph, while you know, of course, he's getting uh, his other injury taken care of. He went ahead and got a a plate or something put in there into his foot, let that thing heal all the way up. So he should be ready to go by next offseason, or when the offseason program start up, mini camps, everything full recovery, no issues, uh, you know, a couple little nagging injuries. Good for him to be able to, um, I guess, get in there and get 100% healthy, be ready to go. So, yeah, Carl Joseph, plantar fasciitis, along with the injury that took him out for the year. Uh, interesting to see that's going to be the, probably one of the top players, the top upcoming free agents that uh, Raider Nation will be tracking. But talking about this game, we're getting closer. I'm, I'm looking forward to it. I want to talk about this game. But uh, we had some injuries come out right before the game. That was Richie Incognito. He was ruled out. So we inserted Denzel Good, the left guard position, and he held it down, no doubt. Denzel Good did great at left guard. Trent Brown was out, so we inserted Brandon Parker. Brandon Parker, as usual, or should I say, you know, I guess kind of how he was in the past already, struggled. 
He struggled early. Uh, I think we pulled him maybe around the second quarter. He didn't quite, I don't even think he played half the game. Uh, we put in David Sharp sometime around there. He played, I'd say, two-thirds of the game at least. So, yeah. Uh, yeah, Brandon Parker, not really the answer, I think, at right tackle. And we've already announced now David Sharp will be the starting right tackle next week which is the right choice, definitely the, the right choice. And we'll be facing now with no Trent Brown. It kind of worries me a little bit going back up against uh, Chubb and Von Miller. So we held them down last time, uh, week one, pretty much shut them out. But they've improved a little bit since then. Uh, they kind of got, I guess, the hang of that Fangio defense a little bit. So we'll see what the Denver Broncos have to bring there at home. But for now, facing their two pass rushers, uh, we'll have Colton Miller and David Sharp going against Von Miller. Bradley Chubb. Two other player injuries that we're keeping track of was Daryl Worley and the neck injury. Of course, he didn't play the week before. He was there and he played against the Chargers as a safety. Came in starting as a safety. We've talked about the move for weeks. Uh, I guess, you know, enough safety injuries that happened. Um, finally made the move. Put number 20 back there, safety. I think he played all right. I think he played good. Of course, it's a position transition for the first time in his career, so something he needs to pick up. But I like the versatility, and I love that he's willing uh, to go out there and play pretty much any position that the team wants him to play. If they need him out there, if Paul Gunther wants him in a certain spot instead, he's definitely willing to play it. And just like whenever we talked to him on the podcast before, he likes it. He He's happy to contribute in any way the team wants to and he likes to go out there and have fun a little bit in in new areas you don't i guess just maybe get stuck it's kind of like you know your normal job you don't like working the same position for years uh because you kind of get maybe bored of it it's always cool to try new stuff so daryl worley playing safety i'm sure he's enjoying it and josh jacobs now the last injury he was ruled out again that's gonna be something to track for the final game now going up against the denver broncos could definitely use him DeAndre Washington kind of held it down a little bit. Uh, I think he only had like 3.7 yards per carry this last game. Uh, could definitely use a little bolster to that right there to our, our running back situation next week. Trying to make a playoff push. But now, this game. Finally, get to talk about this game. And the first thing I want to talk about is the Chargers getting booed off their... Or should I say, not off. Getting booed onto their own field. Who gets freaking booed? going into your own home game. That is nuts. Shout out Raider Nation. Uh, showing up big time in South Oakland. As usual, this is nothing new. This is the same song and dance. Raider Nation runs LA. The, the Raiders run LA. I mean, it's it's clear as day. That was freaking nuts. It was impressive to see uh, even Philip Rivers out there trying to, you couldn't even hear the plays being called. He couldn't hear any. They had to call a timeout because he couldn't hear the play being relayed to his helmet. Freaking nuts. I love it. Raider Nation, I love you guys. Every single person that went to the LA Coliseum there and showed up, showed out. Love it. Uh, so Petty Crocker, Gabriella. Uh, if you guys noticed a, a girl dancing in the end zone wearing a, I believe, a Max Crosby jersey and like an Afro wig. Uh, that's my girl Gabriella at So Petty Crocker on Twitter. Make sure you give her a follow. Diehard Raider fan, obviously showing out good for Raider Nation down there in LA uh, with some good stuff, some really good stuff. So uh, home field advantage, Raiders. That was definitely our our final home game. Last week was the final game in Oakland. This week was our final home game of the season. First player I want to talk about here on this game. Normally I do a little game by. Uh, play-by-play or drive-by-drive breakdown. I'm just going to highlight some players that played really well. And I'm going to start with Hunter Renfro. Seven receptions on nine targets for 170, 100, or I'm sorry, 107 yards and a touchdown. 
Absolutely not. And it's not even, here's the thing, it's not even just how he contributed right there in the receiving game. But Hunter Renfro came in and did everything that we needed him to do. Uh, we had Jalen Richard going down with a knee injury who was taking some of the kick return duties. So Hunter Renfro came in as a punt returner and was making some moves. The dude is pretty shifty. I would not be surprised if we had Hunter Renfro back there receiving punts. And I kind of like that more personally. I get real nervous when Jalen Richard has the ball because, of, you know, I guess his fumble history. And for the most part, he's been pretty good lately, but I still don't. I don't know. It's just in the back of my head now. It's programmed there. So seeing Hunter Renfro back there, I love it. It's kind of like, I don't know, you kind of get those like, old Timmy Brown vibes, stuff like that. You get your clutch wide receiver back there uh, taking punt returns. Good stuff for sure. Um, And shout out to our other wide receiver, Tyrell Williams. Uh, He had four receptions and 82 yards. He was the next man up, definitely. Uh, But he came back. He kind of had a bounce back game, in my opinion. Had a couple big catches against his former team. A little bit of a a revenge game. Um, Not not as huge as it could have been. But that's great. I I love Tyrell Williams. Coming off that injury. He's been struggling. He's faced a lot of criticism given his contract. Uh, I'd like to see him back in the silver and black next year. Of course, there's things that worry me, but I think it's just one of those guys that he, he maybe he's just not quite you know the wide receiver one. I'd like to see when he's healthy again, uh, if he is healthy or how he is, um, how much that injury really is holding him back. Uh, but between Hunter Renfro and Tyrell Williams, I'd like to say we're one wide receiver away and some depth at wide receiver away from a pretty good wide receiver group, but we kind of said the same thing last year. Uh, I think we have a small overhaul again at wide receiver this offseason, but I'm hoping Tyrell Williams uh, stays there, of course, with Hunter Renfro. Darren Waller didn't have the monster game that he's had the last few weeks. Came in with four receptions and 37 yards, but Darren Waller, man, he's just super clutch. He always comes in at those times where you just least expect it. Of course, I think teams are now game planning against him, and that was good to get Hunter Renfro back so we have another option to go to uh, while they're obviously targeting Darren Waller. So Darren Waller, I mean, he can draw all the attention he wants. He's still going to haul in some catches and clutch catches at good times. Uh, Shout out 83, the Pro Bowl alternate. And now the guy that had... One of the biggest bounce-back games, in my opinion, especially after our four-game losing streak, or whatever that was. Um, Derek Carr going 26 of 30 for 291 yards, one touchdown, and a passer rating of 118.2. So Derek came out, and for the most part, you know, and we talk, it was crazy. We talk about inconsistency, but he's pretty much consistently efficient. Um, it's just finding those big chunk plays that we always look for. That's kind of, I think, the only inconsistent part about it. Uh, mainly it's been this year of course you got to look at the surrounding cast and factor that kind of stuff in but for now I like what we got out of Derek this week now we're going to go back into Denver next week everyone keeps pushing this cold weather narrative into this thing same thing uh, 45 degrees whatever however many games we've lost under 50 I don't think that's really the case because you even go back to the Kansas City game uh, the, the mistakes that were made at Kansas City like the early picks stuff like that that wasn't because of cold weather um, I felt like he was still throwing the ball well we had a couple miscommunications on a couple drives, but really, I mean, there's nothing that indicates that it was because of cold weather. And I think he understands the narratives that are out there, and I think he wants to go into this game, especially being a big game. Could be possibly the biggest game that he plays this year, uh, surprisingly. It's as close to a playoff game right now that he's going to get, unless the chips fall into place. But I think Derek Carr is going to go out there with a little bit of a vengeance, of course, still. I think he has a little chip on his shoulder, no doubt. All season, he's kind of been like that, and I think things are starting to weigh on him a little bit. So I think the pressure is set on. Um, I think he wants to go out there, and I think he wants to show out. I think he's I think he's mad. I think he was mad last week for sure. 
Uh, I don't think I don't think that this was enough though. We still have everything we need right in front of us. I'd love to go eight and eight for sure. Uh, everything else falling into place to make the playoffs would be great, which we'll talk about in a minute with Kenny King. We have, you know, of course, I think like five, not five scenarios, but we need five certain a certain five things to happen for the Raiders to make the playoffs. We're gonna chop that up uh, in just a second. So let's uh, let's get Kenny King Jr. in here. Kenny King, real talk. Kenny King, what is up, dude? What's good, my brother? Oh, you know, just hanging in here. This episode, if you didn't already know, Kenny King, this episode is sponsored by Dayquil, Pedialyte, and Advil. Oh, snap. Raider Coldy <laughs> is back. Raider Coldy's getting after it, man. But we're busting this thing out. We, Man, I could not wait to finally talk about a win, bro. Bro, seriously, it's like it's been, <sighs> it feels like it's been forever, but it's, it feels good. It was a good feeling. I woke up with a smile on my face today and, uh, <laughs> man, I haven't, I haven't woken up with a smile on my face on a Monday in a long time. People thought I was, uh, people thought I was on something today. Yeah. Victory Monday seemed like a long lost cousin there for like a month, but man, man, oh man, I'm excited, man. I, I hit on this game a little bit, man. Give some shout outs to our guys. Uh, Derek finally had his bounce back game. Hunter Renfro coming out after an injury and Man. being a do it all guy. Punt returns, catching touchdowns. The Yakster getting that yards after catch. Man, Tyrell Williams playing solid against his former team. Um, offensive line, man, I give some love to our offensive line, bro, and I know you can too. Uh, we got a couple Pro Bowlers in there. We got a Pro Bowl alternate. Um, we got a couple guys in there that are up and coming. I love I love what's going on right now with the Raiders offense. And you know, I just feel like we're a couple pieces away. Yeah, you know, I you know, we still look at the fact that we still don't have a clear cut number one receiver. And I think that that will really open the offense up. You know, I think that yesterday we did some really good things with Renfro and Williams and, and Waller and and Carrier even even Zay Jones got in there. But, you know, there's not there's not that clear cut guy who's gonna take over a game. Uh, and that's, you know, what this team is missing right now. I think that once we add that. Uh, it just opens the offense up a lot more, and then obviously next season when you when you bring back Foster Moreau off of injury, um, that's going to make things significantly yeah. better. And you know DeAndre Washington has been playing lights out, and Jalen Richard has has been great with his hands outside of the out out of the backfield, but he always has been. So there's a lot of great positives, um, and it was just nice to see everybody capitalize on it yesterday. Hundred percent, hundred percent. We're about a wide receiver away, maybe some wide receiver depth. Uh, yeah, you know, just you know, some little things like that. But Kenny King, later I want to talk about you know in real talk. I know you, I know you got some stuff to get off your chest about some past Raider trades, and we want to I want to talk about this Raiders defense a little bit because they they stepped up quite a bit this week, yeah. and you know they have kind of off and on in recent weeks. But it's unfortunate because it seems like the offense and defense never seem to show up. Uh, I guess at the same time at the same place. But you know we'll chop that up later. First, Kenny, we got some phone callers. You ready to take these suckers? Oh, I'm ready. Raider Cody, Kenny King, Raider Nation, how's everything? This is Danny from Upland. What up, Danny? After today's victory over the Chargers. Now, whenever when I got the update that a few key players were missing, like, you know, Josh Jacobs and Richie Incognito, you know, I kind of wasn't feeling so confident, you mm-hmm. know, for over this game with the Chargers. But when I saw the Hunter Ramp was going to be active, you know, that kind of gave me a little bit of confidence mm-hmm. for this game as, you know, you, you already know how, how, how valuable a reliable weapon like Renfro is to Derek Carr. And, yeah. you know, he showed it. You know, in the first quarter, he passes it, short passes to Hunter Renfro, and he breaks for the for the touchdown. Ooh. You know, well, what a welcome back for Hunter Renfro. But other than that, you know, after we got that touchdown, you know, we kind of hit a little bit of a slump. We were we went for four straight, you know, punts. We we're averaging about two minutes per drive, and you know, when 
when when the Raiders got at fourth and two at the forty with the minute left before the half, I had a feeling that you know John Green was just going to punt it away, and you know because we got we were getting the ball in the first half and the second and the start of the second half, so you know John Green as conservative as how he is, you know that's what I was expecting, but. But in the back of my mind, I was just hoping that they go for it. It was fourth and two. It's out to 40. You know, what do you got to lose at the end of the day? So yeah. they went for it, short pass to Richard. And next thing you know, Derek Carr leads us to the drive and scrambles for three for, for, for the touchdown. You know, and I kind of feel like that kind of gave – that kind of changed the momentum in this game. That's how I said, you know, we were – before that, we had four straight punts, averaging two minutes per drive. And, you know, we did something that we haven't done in two months. You know, we scored a touchdown. Yes. In the third quarter. So last time we did that was at Houston, <laughs> you know, two months ago. Yeah, crazy. So it just goes to show that, you know, how much of a difference. You know, one weapon now, no no disrespect to Hunter Renfro. He ain't no Julio Jones or Michael Thomas or anything like that. But, you know, he's just a reliable weapon to Derek Carr. And, I, and you know, they build some good chemistry together. You know, they mm-hmm. have a good relationship. And that's something that, that, that I haven't – that he probably doesn't have with Ty Williams and, you know, Zay Jones. But, you know, just having that – in the offense kind of gave us a spark. And, you know, other than that, you know, we, you know, everything's falling into place. You know, our playoff hopes are still alive. You know, you know, the Colts won, the Ravens won. Every, every, every other team that's supposed to win is winning, has won today. But, you know, this is something that I'm not looking forward to. You know, I'm not looking, you know, the Raider fan in me wants me to get the sixth seed, go into, go into Arrowhead, Arrowhead Stadium, beat the Chiefs, and go on to, you know, to the playoffs, <laughs> but you know, the realist in me is like he's taking one week at a time because for next yeah. week, not only do the Raiders got to win, but we we need an, uh, we need other we need other wins from other teams. And, you know, we'll see how it goes. You know, even though the the teams that are supposed to win are highly favorable, but well, let's just see how it goes. You know, it's just taking one one step at a time. And this is what I was looking for end the season with two wins against divisional rivals, and just this gives a you know lift lift them. It gives them confident boost and morale for the entire team going into next season. So, all right, Red Nation. I'm out. Danny from Upland calling in like a vet, but dang, man, does he ever take a breath? <laughs> Dude. <laughs> this sucker talks. He's fired up, <laughs> I, and, and rightfully so. But, you know, real real quick to touch on that, and I, I, one thing I want to touch on is that he talked about the chemistry that Derek and, and Hunter have. And don't they don't they carpool to work together, right? Oh, that's a good question. I don't know. I'll have to ask. I believe, I believe they said they carpool to work together, and, and I think that, that that's a big thing, right? You know, you look at the chemistry that, that Derek has had with some of his top receivers and, uh, you know, Derek and Crab were on the same page. And you see that right now with Derek with Derek and Waller. You see it with Derek and Renfro. You see it a little bit with Moreau as well. Um, so, you know, that's something to look at as, you know, as obviously I can't say as the season progresses because we only have one game. But, you know, you see who his favorite targets are because he has that that comfort with them. You know, obviously Williams missed a couple of games and he, you know, he had a foot injury and that obviously do something. And Zay Jones is a new addition to the team and Rico just came onto the team. But, you know, let's look at this continuity that these guys have. Raiders. Hey, let's I know get that's it. The voice. Raider Cody, Kenny King Jr. It's Rev Mike here in Boise. Rev Good Mike. game today. Yes. Happy with the win. Still alive for the playoffs. Man, who would have known that Hunter Renfro, man, we really did miss that guy, didn't we? Hey. Um, I know last week I talked about D.C. and, you know, didn't know, uh, you know, didn't know what, didn't know what to think. Um, he looked good Nobody today. Did. So yeah. I appreciate that about him. Um, Love that run in, that rushing touchdown. It was good. So it was a good game. Um, praying that Trayvon Mullen's injury is not too serious. Um but hey, on to the next one. We're shot at the playoffs. 
you never know. We probably end up playing KC. That should be interesting, shouldn't it? But anyway, guys, hey, have a Merry Christmas, man. God bless you guys. We'll talk to you next week, man. Later. Have a Merry you Christmas too, yourself. Merry Christmas. Yeah. Um, only thing, I think Trayvon Mullen's injury is something similar to like Gary on Conley. It's kind of precautionary, make sure everything's all right. I'd imagine if he has some soreness or whatever, but there's a good chance I think he plays this week. Uh, well, you know, we'll see what happens. Yeah, I mean, uh, things sounded good in Gruden's press conference today, so we'll see how the week progresses. Raiders! Hey, 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 two times. We beat down that Crimea River. Let's go. Dustin. This is your boy, Dustin. How you guys doing? Yeah, been a while great. since I talked to you guys. It has I been. wanted to call in, celebrate this win with y'all. I wish you guys a Merry Christmas. Hope you guys are doing well. Merry Christmas to your families hey. and the rest of Radio Nation that's listening to the podcast. You guys have a great holiday. Have fun. On to the fucking Broncos. Pardon my language. I'm excited. <laughs> I love it. I love Dustin. I, ch- I checked in on Dustin earlier today, actually. Uh, I was taking in his phone call and it made me think about uh, his surgery. And he's recovering well. He can finally, I guess, eat some meats and stuff like that. So. Dustin Matthews is finally. It was good to hear from him again, Kenny King. It was, you know, it not only was it good to hear from him, but it was good to hear him fired up again. Yeah, that's what we love. That's what we love. It's okay to have. I like some of our fair weather callers call when there's a win, because when there's a loss, most likely, like usual, I stop playing calls. So that's good stuff. <laughs> <laughs> yo, yo, yo! What's going on, man? This is uh, Raider Jerry from Vegas again. What up? Uh, what's going on, Kenny King? What up, bro? Cody. Um, yeah, I hadn't called, man, because I've seen all the messages on Twitter and all the beefing going on. I'm like, man, a lot of us fans, man, we sometimes be acting like little kids at times, man. I know hey, we're all facts. frustrated, but still a team we all love. But anyways, man, I was going to let you guys know, man, that um, I know there's like a lot of comments about Vegas and stuff that it's going to be, you know, uh, half – Raider fans and have people from out of town, but man, I, I've lived in Vegas for a long time. Been here over twenty years, and it's a lot of Raider fans out here, man. Like, there's not oh. going to be a shortage of Raider fans repping the black hole, that's for sure. And uh, what a great win! It's awesome, amazing. And uh, shout out to everybody. Uh, and one last time, uh, Cody, how much for an autograph and a picture? <laughs> <laughs> it's uh, I'm a I'm a double it every time you ask is what I'm gonna do. <laughs> oh, sucker, man! Hey, Bro, you know I ran what? into I ran into Bandito at the at the at the last home game, oh, and he geez. charged me twenty five dollars for a handshake. <laughs> Oh man, you know, talk about talking about fans being in Vegas. I started thinking about that a little bit, and I like to think, you know, looking at a team like the Golden Knights, uh, a hockey team being birthed there. I mean, of course, you know, they made their freaking what was a championship run like the first year or whatever. Yeah. But I mean, it seemed like that the city really rallied around that team quick. Uh, seemed like they, I mean, grew their fan base enormously, kind of took over. Of course, it's kind of, I guess, like their own baby, but. I think, you know, Raider Nation going there, they see that stadium going up every day. I think they'll take on the Raiders just as fine. I mean, and really, I'm kind of I'm kind of looking forward to see what the fan base does over there in Vegas. I, and you know what? It's kind of cool to see a lot of travelers now going to, uh, you know, I mean, a Raiders town. Yeah. I mean, you know, no doubt. I have a lot of friends that live in Vegas and, you know, they're they're kind of fans of other teams, but they're, you know, they're not fully vested. And they've already said that, you know, this is our home team now and we're going to embrace them as our own. And they've, you know, a lot of them have bought season tickets. Um, I was talking to Scott Goldbranson 
uh, and he was, you know, he was posting up that all the stores have Raider stuff everywhere. And so, you know, I think that Raider Nation is going to take over out there. You know, the cool thing is when you go out there for during hockey season and you go by New York, New York, Lady Liberty's wearing a, a Golden Knights jersey. I can't wait to see Lady Liberty rocking that Raiders jersey. <laughs> Let's get it. What's up, Cody? What's up, Kenny? This is Eddie. What up, Eddie? Bang, Eddie Bangs. What a, what a victory. What a victory. Thank God. Eddie Bang, Bang, Bangs. He's working out. For the P word. Oh, uh, playoffs. I'm getting my hopes up because you know how that goes for us. Um, I am. I'm getting my hopes up. I just called in. I hope you guys have a great Christmas. Cody, I hope you had a great time in Disneyland. Hey. Kenny, I hope you have a great Christmas with your family and everything. Thanks, brother. And Radio Nation, hope y'all have a great Christmas. Talk to y'all later. Hey, there we go. Merry Christmas to all in Raider Nation. Raider Cody, Kenny King, this hardcore Raider coming at you. There's man. my guy. I want to say, uh, <laughs> this game made me think of uh, two things, and they were both from the movie uh, Dumb and Dumber. And the first one is, <laughs> Here we just go. when you think you couldn't be any dumber, you go and do something like this and totally redeem <laughs> and yourself. And totally redeem and yourself. And the other thing is, is uh, you know, of course, uh, you're saying we got a chance. You're saying it blows my mind, chance. dude, that we're still in, like, the playoff uh, hopeful uh, category. So, you know, what had to happen is, uh, you know, we had to beat the Chargers. Ravens had to beat the Browns. Jets had to beat the Steelers. Saints had to beat the Titans. Colts had to beat the Panthers. And then next week, we got to beat the Broncos. Browns got to beat the Bengals. Ravens got to beat the Steelers. Texans got to beat the Titans. And then Colts got to beat the Jaguars. But, you know, if you look at all the games for next week, like all those are, uh, to me, like more feasible than not as far as, uh, you know, how dominant those teams are. So I think that's huge, man. And, uh, you know, Carr played pretty damn well. And I just, it, I'm just left scratching my head of why we can't see more of that from Derek Carr. But, um, hmm. you know, we'll see how, we'll see how this last game goes. I'm going to the Bronco game, man. And, uh, I'll be cheering on the Raiders and Raider Nation representing proud. And I just want to thank Kenny King for coming on the show as well as, uh, Raider Cody, you know, so check it out on the Hardcore Raider Nation podcast on YouTube. Search Hardcore Raider. And, uh, you know, I just appreciate you guys. We had a good time. And, uh, you know, hopefully uh, have you guys on down the road again. But, you know, man, we still got a shot at this. Pretty crazy. Would, would that be something if we uh, end up making the playoffs? All right. Love you guys. Keep up the work. Keep uh, being positive And much love. Hardcore Raider out. Yeah, shout out to Hardcore Raider. Yeah, I need to go back on there soon so then people can ask me questions about me and not Kenny King. <laughs> <laughs> you know what, though? It was cool to be put on the spot. I think that, you know, a lot of people have um, preconceived notions of, of who you are based off of, you know, what people have said about you or your social media presence. And, you know, somebody that talks to you on a daily basis, not just on a podcast weekly, uh, somebody who's actually built a, a good friendship with you and, and has, you know, built a friendship with your family. Um you know, I, I got to say, you're my dog, man. But uh, hey. I do got to say, real quick, Hardcore Raider has probably one of the dopest platforms that I've ever been on. And it's it fun, was a man. pleasure. Yeah, it was a pleasure to be on his show. I would go back anytime. Watch Raider, Angry Raider, Monster Mash Can, uh, Big Tuna. All you guys were super dope. Uh, I had a really great time, so. Yeah, I tell you, Watts Raider's my guy. I like that guy right there. Watts is cool, uh, man. Yeah, shout out, man. Kenny King, man, we're going to ride the sucker till the wheels fall off, right? Hey, until the wheels fall off and we rolling on them uh, rolling on them rams. <laughs> Raider Cody. Yo. Kenny King. Yo. What up, fellas? Eric. 
from Paris. Just calling Paris. you guys on this victory Monday, man. Quit yelling, man. Don't know when was the last time I felt this good on a Monday. <laughs> Facts. That's what I'm saying. Especially before Christmas. <laughs> what yes. a gift. What a gift that the Oakland Raiders gave us. Man, I can't complain. The only thing I can say, offense came out on fire. And surprisingly, they came out on fire beginning of the second half. <laughs> Facts. Now, for the offense, the offense kind of came out a little flat beginning of the second half. But I'm just glad they were able to hold the chargeless, nutless, boatless chargers Ooh. to a field goal. And the minute Carr got that ball back, we did everything we can to keep them from getting the ball back. With that, Victory Monday. Hope you guys are enjoying your Victory Monday. Rain, cold, just feels good. Yeah. All right. Well, you guys have yourselves a Merry Christmas to you and your family. You too, brother. All right. Raiders on three. One, two, three. Raiders. Raiders. I love it. I, I like it though. Freaking so lost on that, Cody. <laughs> what? I said it. No, I was just louder than you. Sorry. Whatever. You, Fired you know, up. if I wasn't sick, I'd, I'd have to outdo you again here on the podcast with a little chant. But you're lucky I'm not feeling so hot right now. Yeah, go ahead and break your mic again, Cody. Actually, while I'm at Dude, it, let you, me break my mic so you can buy me a new one. You know what, bro? I swear <laughs> that that had to have broke my mic. <laughs> you know what I mean? Because that next episode, it sounded like crap. It was done, man. I was like, what? It just couldn't handle. It just wasn't ready. So I, you know, it's all right. It's whatever. Um, Kenny King, that was our last phone caller. Uh, shout out to everyone. Merry Christmas to everyone that wished us a Merry Christmas to the fam. Uh, enjoying the holidays. It's two Raiders wins now. Well, last year on Christmas, of course, Christmas Eve, and this year now just days before Christmas Eve. So pretty cool, man. Raiders uh, don't always deliver for us whenever we want them to, but they do during Christmas time, so we can't complain about that. Kenny King Jr., I am getting tired of talking without the music, man. You ready to get in a real talk? Drop that beat, dog. Kenny King, real talk. It's Compton in the house. Hey. I want to start this out by giving mad props to the boy, Mr. Will Compton. Homeboy came in, played every single defensive snap yesterday. He wore the green dot. He called every play. He put everybody in position. He made sure everybody knew what they were supposed to do. And they handled business yesterday. I got to give a shout out to Will Compton. In the whole defensive unit, because we were playing with a mismatch group. We had a lot of injuries. We had a lot of guys go down, and these guys did not let up. I was a little worried, uh, especially I didn't think that Phillip Rivers was going to let our defense kind of embarrass him two times this year. Uh, Phillip Rivers, as much as I hate him, 
has played really well against Raiders in the past. He hate, absolutely hates us. Uh, seems to have our defense's number, but our defense had his number this year for sure. Uh, and yeah, just like you said, man, Will Compton, Eric Harris also playing all defensive snaps. Daryl Worley sliding into safety. Uh, we had a lot of we had a lot of shakeups on defense, but guys came through and they played well. Daryl Worley didn't only play safety; he played safety, nickel, corner, and pretty much anywhere else on the field that he needed to be. That guy was all over the place. I mean, the defense was doing their job. Cleveland Farrell got a sack. Max Crosby got a couple tackles for a loss. I mean, these guys were balling. They were out there. And I got kind of nervous, you know, because you know, like you said earlier, you know, the offense had a couple a couple plays where they were sputtering. And, you know, uh, we we saw a couple three and outs. And obviously one was because of a, a penalty, which we'll get into later in these costly penalties that are killing us. But, you know, defense held it down. They held their own and they – they saw they had their eye on the prize and they kept to it and they they followed through for us yeah 100 percent. now of course we're having a lot of shakeup in the secondary mainly because of safety injuries one guy that we're going to getting be getting back next year is jonathan abram we're definitely looking yes. forward to it but now looking on the opposite side of how we acquired jonathan abram is a trade that we were being laughed at about last year one of two <laughs> trades are being laughed at about last year uh, that's uh, Mr. Number 19 over there in Dallas in Jerry's world. Now, I thought I'd just check in. We don't. I don't like to talk about that 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 fella too much on the podcast, but I thought I'd check in and see how he's doing over there, Kenny King. Well, you know, I saw Skip Bayless, who's a diehard Cowboys fan, say, you know, last year he was talking about how, you know, John Gruden is an idiot and that Jerry Jones fleeced him because, you know, Amari Cooper came in and basically took over that team and led them to a to a playoff berth and you know took them deep into the playoffs and you know that we should that they should have we should have gotten asked asked for more than than a first round skip bayless went on today and said that looking at amari and taking himself not getting taken out but taking himself out of games at key moments in key in key times leading the league in drops since 2015 that John Gruden is actually a genius and that Jerry Jones, in fact, got fleeced. I'm telling you, man. I'm telling you. Uh, they're finally starting to learn the side of Amari Cooper right now when they're not winning, when they're not doing good. If he's not getting his way, he's going to be a little bit of a diva. He's a little bit of a quiet diva. He doesn't say much. He doesn't throw fits. Uh, he just kind of he kind of pouts. So we got, a little, we got a little pouty Amari Cooper on Sunday. Dallas got a little taste of that. And he, he has one it. more. he has one more game. I love to see it for sure. And uh, he's one more game, and he's got a big contract extension coming up. But now, well, and from what ooh. I heard, he wants to test free agency. Ooh, oh, how amazing is that? How so amazing is that? Let, let's put this into perspective. So they spend they spend a first on him, right? They get him for a year and a half. It's basically a year and a half rental. Yeah, and he's going to test free agency. Now he's going to obviously want nineteen, twenty million a year. You look at guys like Michael Thomas, and DeAndre Hopkins, and Julio Jones, and what they've gotten. But I, I was looking up stats the other day, and you, you look at the stats that, that he has. Um, roughly eighty-five catches, one hundred, or I'm sorry, a thousand and ninety-something yards, uh, seven touchdowns. Right. The guy that he's most comparable to in the league would be at eighty-three, eighty-three receptions, a hundred. I'm sorry, a thousand and ninety-two yards, and five uh-huh. touchdowns, which is Jarvis Landry, who's a number two receiver over in Cleveland. And he's making, I believe, sixteen, seventeen thousand a year. Yeah, yeah. He's definitely not a wide receiver one, but he's going to get paid. 
uh, big time bucks because you know Jerry's not going to let him go. So he's going to test free agency and he's going to get that contract bumped up there as high as he possibly can. But now one other trade I thought I'd check in on too, real quick, Kenny King, is a Khalil Mack trade because from uh-huh. what I'm seeing, both Khalil Mack and Max Crosby are sitting at eight and a half sacks. Um, I'd say Khalil Mack has an edge on him a little bit and pressures and whatnot. You know, some mm-hmm. of the disruptive stuff he's made, but also Max Crosby has a few more tackles for losses over Mr. Khalil Mack. So, oh, did we find ourselves? I don't want to say Khalil Mack replacement, but do you think we filled the void on our defensive line? We definitely filled the void in our defensive line because we look at the production that the other guys have had, right? Benson Mayoa, Cleveland Farrell, Mo Hurst, Jonathan Hankins. But let's also look at this. So with the trade for Cleo Mack, we were able to get Josh Jacobs, who's a shoe-in for Offensive Rookie of the Year. If he doesn't get it, everybody's going to riot, right? Now, let's look at this. Had we paid Cleo Mack all that money, we're going to be sitting there looking at, okay, Cleo Mack's getting paid all this money to give the same production as Max Crosby. Yet yeah, people are mad about Derek's contract, where Derek is actually on a team-friendly deal. Yeah, a real team-friendly deal. So, yeah, that's exactly. I mean, you look at Derek, he's going to be probably pushed out of a top-10 paid quarterback here in the next year. Yeah, I mean, you got Pat Mahomes is going to get paid. You've got, you know, Cam Newton who's probably looking at a new contract. you got Jameis who's probably going to get a big deal. you got Teddy Bridgewater who's probably going to get a big deal somewhere. So, you know, we're looking pretty good at the quarterback position where, you know, our quarterback is making – He's well, making somebody, good money, but somebody also, said Dak's going to get a forty million dollar a year contract. That's what that's someone said crazy. about Dak, dude. He's going to be getting so Dak's going to be getting half of the salary of the highest paid quarterback. You, you, you can put him in whatever eleventh or twelfth highest paid quarterback, whatever. He, he's going to be close to half the salary of the highest paid quarterback. That's nuts, insane, bargain, bargain for sure. Uh, Kenny King, I want to close this thing out with some things that have been frustrating me. I don't want to be a complainer on here, but. Some of these refs, man. I don't know what it is. I don't know if it's the refs or if it's our team. Uh, but it just seems like we're getting into these situations where we put ourselves... Man, I don't know. I couldn't even tell you, Kenny King. These penalties are driving me nuts. And it seems like every time we get into a key third down or we get a key stop or we have a big play, we have some momentum in a drive, it gets killed by a freaking yellow flag. Uh, what's uh, your take on all these penalties and these refs right now? A couple things. You know, I'm, I'm going to quote... James Franco in the movie uh, The Intern. Uh, they hate us because they ain't us. <laughs> but no, I mean, seriously, the, the Raiders have been the most penalized team in the NFL for the past 20-something years. But here's the thing. It's the the time of which these penalties are happening. You know, a big penalty on Gabe Jackson on a key drive. Um, you know, Trayvon Mullins interception that gets taken away because Al Riveron decides to make a phone call and pull it back. Uh, Montez Burfick, same thing, ejected after a hit that, you know, wasn't even called on the field. So a lot of these are, and and the biggest one is Derek Carr's, right? Derek Carr's slide, which wasn't a penalty, but (laughs) the slide out of bounds. But there was a penalty on the play of the coaches on the field. There was a penalty on the play. It was a lay of game. That's right. Yeah. So these are things that they're head scratchers, right? Where you look at it and say, okay, how much of this is actually happening? And how much of this is just a Raiders bias? And I hate to say that, and I hate to be that conspiracy theorist, but at the same time, you have to look at it and say, you know, there's way too much happening. There's way too much BS going on that something's got to change. 
and every team holds. Every offense holds. I saw Max Crosby ha- with hands to his face at least four times yesterday. He could have broke Greg Townsend's record yesterday had he not been held 57 times. Yeah. So it's just, it's just frustrating to see as a Raider fan. Yeah, I agree. Kenny King, we're going to be talking to you again this week. I plan on you going to be around uh, Thursday night. We're going to do some real talk this week, man. Uh, it's the day after Christmas. Yeah, I'll be there. I'll be uh, nice and jolly after eating Oreos <laughs> that my daughter put out for me. <laughs> well, we're going to make sure we make this happen. I feel like we need, to, we need to call around a little bit and check in on our new TV superstar friend. Gabriella, maybe so pretty petty crocker oh yeah oh. get her on real talk a little bit she gonna bring in some rum cake what's up she bring in some rum cake we'll hit her up we'll see what's going on real talk we have something special in store kenny king jr it's a good week this is a good win it was good to finally chop up a win with you after like a freaking month man um but like i said we'll be talking to you again shortly brother yeah you gotta love it bro and uh i look forward to seeing it and i just want to tell raider nation Merry Christmas. Happy holidays. I hope you guys all have a safe and happy holidays. Don't drink and drive. Uber is cheap. You got friends, family. You got to probably get a couch to stay on. Make sure you guys get everything you want. Make sure that you ask for Raiders gear. Uh, and then also, <laughs> you know, we do have Raider Cody podcast shirts. So if you guys need hey. some, tell your people to go check it out. But also, <laughs> I want everybody to get ready for the Broncos. But we'll talk this. Li- we'll talk later this week. All right, guys, so that's going to wrap up this week's show. For viewing purposes now, going in through uh, the Christmas, through through the holidays, through all your Christmas dinners and everything, of course, we're going to have a second show that comes on, but I do want to put this out there. The the teams that we're going to be watching this week or this this Sunday, um, not really sure. I, do they play Saturday as well? Uh, I think there's stuff kind of skewed around because there's no more Thursday night football. So we, of course, want the Raiders to beat the Broncos. We need the Texans to beat the Titans. We need the Ravens to beat Pittsburgh, which now the Ravens are sitting a few of their starters, including Lamar Jackson. But uh, I still expect Baltimore to be able to, you know, be pretty competitive. Uh, and it's in Baltimore. Uh, and we need the Colts to beat the Jaguars. Now, we need those four games to happen, right? The Raiders, the Texans, the Ravens, and the Colts all need a win. Now, we need one of the following four games or four teams to win. We need either the Patriots to beat the Dolphins. The Lions to beat the Packers, the Chargers to beat the Chiefs, or the Bears to beat the Vikings. So, like I said, we need the Raiders, Texans, Ravens, Colts, and then we need one of the following, either the Patriots, Lions, Chargers, or Bears to win their games. So we need five total games, basically. Uh, Four for sure. One of those last four. Just pick any single one of them. I I I like to think that the Patriots over the Dolphins is kind of a gimme. I don't see necessarily Detroit beating Green Bay. I don't see the Chargers beating Kansas City. And it's going to be hard to see the Bears beating Minnesota, but you never know. So, yeah, a lot of things to happen, a lot of things to keep track for. But, I mean, we're going into Week 17 with a chance to make the playoffs at 8-8. Eight and eight. Freaking nuts. If that couldn't be the cherry on top of this wild freaking season, I don't know what can be. So, like I said, we'll be talking more in the middle of the week. Hopefully I'll be feeling a little bit better by then. So, yeah, until then, Raider Nation, I'll see you guys later.